we've got a new sponsor. Yes, www.badfishmerch.com, where listeners can get 10% off with our promo code THEMEPARK at checkout. Tell me more. They can do any slogan or picture using all sorts of vinyls, including rainbow, leather effect, glow in the dark, and even reflective. I'd quite like to see myself reflected in someone else's slogan that they were wearing. Creepy. But you too can be creepy at www.badfishmerch.com using promo code ThemePark. What slogan sums up this show? Chaos ensues. Lovely. Roll the titles. Hello, thank you for choosing to listen to Theme Park Films Podcast. We are Carla and Holly, two friends from England, who will ride the movies, watch the film and give you our thoughts. You can find us on at Theme Park Films on Twitter. Oh, and just one more thing. If you are driving whilst listening to this podcast, please keep your arms inside the vehicle for the duration of the show. Thank you. And welcome to Theme Park Films. I'm Carla, and as ever, I'm joined by Holly. Hello. And this week, we have a very special guest joining us. It's our trailer guy, Will. He's the one that you hear doing all of our Instagram and Twitter trailers for us. And he is also co-host of the Hey Down In Front podcast. Hello, Will. Hey, how you guys doing? Thanks for uh, having me on today. We're very pleased you're here because this is a big week for us. We've been putting this off for two and a half years, <laughs> covering a Star Wars film because it's a, it's got a massive presence in the theme parks. It's getting bigger all the time. They're opening a new land in all of the Disneys and we've been kind of putting it off. One, I knew Hollywood hate it. Two, I don't particularly like it. Sorry, guys. So we needed a little bit of balance and someone to help us with the inevitable chaos ensues moments. Because <laughs> we will get lost. So yeah. just uh, just a warning to everyone. If you're a diehard Star Wars fan, either don't listen, turn off now, pick another episode. There's loads of them. Or have an open mind i guess that's what you always say isn't it holly that that people might yeah. see it from a whole new perspective yeah they might realize it's you know not not at all it's cracked up to be oh. <laughs> big words big words but as ever before we touch on that we're just going to talk briefly about where it features in a theme park and at the moment uh, we'll go on to the Orlando theme park because that's the one that we always default to. It's in Disney Hollywood Studios. It was originally called Star Tours and it opened the 15th of December 1989. And then that version closed on the 7th of September 2010, which I must confess, I just said before coming on out, I didn't even know they'd changed. So I thought I'd been on the ride and I have, but the original so there is actually a replacement ride, which is called Star Tours, The Adventure Continues, and it's in 3D, and that opened on the 20th of May, 2011. Is it still in the same place? It's in the same place. I think that's why I didn't notice, because I never, I've, I went on it. All the time my, my dad was with us, I went on the Star Wars ride, because he loved Star Wars, and then... Mm. After I started going there, after, you know, when my dad wasn't there anymore, I never bothered because it wasn't my bag. And the queues yeah. are too long. And it's actually, it's a pretty good ride. And even if you're not in Star Wars, it, it, it was a good ride. It was kind of like Back to the Future, that kind of thing. Yeah, I think I, I, think I have been on Yeah, it. you probably have in the past. Probably around the same time yeah. I have before we realised they changed yeah. it. Probably. Um, so, yeah, from looking online, all I can see is that the changes that they've added, characters from the various films that have spawned since uh, when I was a kid, 
it was the three films and that was it. Now they've had prequels, sequels. I have no idea what's going on. There's Nobody so knows. many of them. No, I mean, right? Even the people that like it, can anyone keep up with this? It's it's pretty insane right now with what's going yeah. on and the way the direction it's going. But yeah. <laughs> so I understand the, the the prequels. I understand that, which is why they added a new hope onto the end of this, because although it is the first, it's now no longer the first. But the sequels, they've started going off in tangents where they're actually along the same timeline as some of the others. Is that right? Um, so the sequels, the, the the more current sequels, like the the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi, are, are like thirty some years after the Return of the Jedi, which is okay. episode eight now. Or no, I'm sorry, episode six now. Um, the only ones that were kind of like going along with the storyline is um, the Rogue One movie that came out in 2016, and then um, the Han Solo movie, which came out last year. That that goes in concurrent with the uh, the rest of the storylines. It's confusing, isn't it? It's confusing. It's very confusing. <laughs> that that was just that was just confusing then. That explanation. Yeah, and you did it very well, and I'm still confused. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not. Yeah, it's not how you've explained it. It's just don't get no. it. So, how many films have there been? Uh, in total, right now, there's ten films, but there's only oh. nine episodes. There's two like point films, I guess, that are just like. Oh. Um, like there's a film that takes place that came out the um the Rogue One uh, movie that came out in 2016. Um, it takes place like the up to the very um the the end of it is the last is the very first scene of A New Hope, which is the one that we watched. Yeah. So some of them they go back and forward a bit like Fast and Furious <laughs> films. <laughs> I've only ever seen the first two <laughs> Fast and Furious films. Oh. <laughs> Uh, oh, you're missing out. Oh, God. I love how you attempt to bring that ridiculous <laughs> franchise into anything. I mean, even I can see, and I'm not a fan of Star Wars, that is a terrible comparison. <laughs> well, that's the only comparison I've got to it, Carla. Okay. Because, you know, the third Fast and Furious film is actually like the sixth film or something like that. Yeah, I remember you attempting to explain it to me when we did Fast yeah. because we did five or something, didn't we? Not that it mattered. I picked it up immediately. That's how shallow those films are. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even need to see the other four in front of it. Straight in, understood what was happening. Isn't there eight of those now too? See, there's just as many Fast and Furious films as there are Star Wars yeah. films. Yeah. <laughs> But Fast and Furious is in quite a compact space of time. I mean, this came out in 1977. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, think what they're going to do in 30 years. I mean, can you imagine what Fast and Furious are going to be reviewing? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, yeah, that's where, anyway, that's where it features in a theme park, and they are building uh, a Galaxy's Edge land in all of the Disney worlds now that Disney own the rights. So it will be an entire... Oh, I can't even imagine. I think there's too much of it now when I walk through the Hollywood studios, to be honest. So it's going to be literally everywhere. It does look good, though. It's going to look good how they do it, yeah. Visually. Yeah. I just, I, I'll tell you what it was. When when I was last there a couple of years ago, or maybe, when was I last there? Last year? Year before? Whatever. I was by uh, the Little Mermaid bit. I don't know, getting a drink or whatever. And stormtroopers just came out and started marching across towards the Star Wars ride, straight past Little Mermaid. And the amount of little girls that started crying that were waiting outside Little Mermaid because it frightened them. And I thought, oh, it's quite sad, isn't it? Yeah. So I think, you know, if they've got their own land, maybe that's better so they can stay away from aerial and stuff because those little girls don't need to be yeah, frightened by that. can confine themselves to that. But, you know, but yes, they might have been a bit scared, but they'll be all right. <laughs> you would have had no sympathy whatsoever, would you? You probably would have told them to get over it. Well, yeah, but when I, if I was young, I probably would have been scared. You know, I got scared on Jaws, so. Well, that yeah. was quite scary if you were a kid. I'll... And then as an, you know, when you're a bit older, you go back on it. And I was like, why was I scared yeah. of that? Uh, some kids are just scared so of different scared. things. Like my daughter, wouldn't, she wouldn't even blink an eye if she saw stormtroopers run by. <laughs> She's used to it with her dad, right, though? Cause oh, yeah. You, you, well, we, we follow Will, as you know, on Instagram. And we see that he plays his daughter heavy metal in the car, which I'm fully in favor of. So <laughs> yeah. that's her, all her, One of her favorite movies right now is Terminator 2. Wow. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, she loves it. We should have had her on as a guest, Holly, because we didn't know what was happening. Yeah, yeah. Will's daughter is, how old is she? Uh, She's four. Four. I mean, she could have told us a thing or two, right? Well, yeah, definitely. Okay, on to the film. So this was released on the 25th of May, 1977 in the USA. And as ever in those days, we had to wait an age to get it. And we finally got it on the 27th of December in the UK. At least it was the same year. It was the same year. Yeah, that's that's a long gap, though. Seven seven months. That's a, that's a long gap. So it starts with the infamous titles. Yeah, Holly, even you must have recognised these titles as being something <laughs> that everyone knows. I did. And, you know, the title started, actually, and I sort of wasn't actually paying attention to begin with. And Adam say, Holly, this is really <laughs> important. You have to pay attention to this. <laughs> and, and, you know wound her back and made me watch oh, I'm it. glad he's on the ball. So, so yeah. it, it starts yeah. um, with the story so far flashes up. It reminded me of, you won't have seen this, Holly, but Will might have done, in Airplane 2, where they basically do a parody of this. And uh, at the end, the all the writing goes up the screen. And in Airplane 2, it says, if you're reading this, you don't need glasses. Because it's like the really small <laughs> print at the bottom. So it just made me think of that. I will say at this stage... It was a great theme tune. Yeah. We're starting on positives, guys. That's it. (laughs) So then we see C-3PO, which is the gold thing, Holly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And R2-D2, which is the little short fat one. Crash can on wheels. Here's my first question. What is this camp gold robot about? Why can he speak English and the other thing can't? That's why you're here, Will. That's what you signed up to, these kind of questions. I mean, what, what he's about is uh, he's just a protocol droid. I mean, I don't know what he's about. He's, he's <laughs> Other than one of the most annoying characters in the franchise, that's pretty much his whole thing. I'm glad that you found him annoying, right? It's not just us. Who do you find? The gold one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, that guy, yeah, okay, yeah, that yeah. actor has made that his entire career out of playing that character. I mean, if you look on his, his credit list on IMDb, there was like a gap from 83 until 99, 97 when the new one started to come out that he had to actually find other work. But I don't, I'm watching it today, I'm like, C-3PO has almost the most lines in this entire movie. Like, he will not shut up. No. <laughs> but um, what his deal was is he's just, I don't know, I guess he's just, exposition for the film <laughs> okay there was a there was a very funny parody called Spaceballs of this film holly and you're like this that in the parody joan rivers played the gold character and she was very 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 funny oh. look up a couple of clips on youtube of joan rivers yes it's good doing doing that character yeah i can imagine so then the stormtroopers invade and Darth Vader appears. Now, I, I did watch all three of these when I was a kid, and I quite liked him when I was a child. And But Darth Vader was always my favourite character. I just found him cooler than the rest of them. Probably because you didn't get to see him on screen as much as everybody else, where everybody else annoyed you. Yeah. I mean, he is a cool character and like a, a cool presence and all, but he's the amount of stuff that he does in these three movies is kind of insignificant to the like the, his lore that we're supposed to know about. He doesn't do a lot. I mean, he's not micromanaging, is he? No. He's, he's just literally pointing and having trouble breathing. Choking people from across the room and stuff, you know? <laughs> That's why he, got the, he learned how to use the force. He's a germaphobic and he didn't want to touch people when he actually choked them. He's always wearing gloves. <laughs> so yeah. they obviously didn't have hand sanitizer up there. Yeah, <laughs> and and he's this this the Darth Vader. He there is just a normal person. He's just wearing a costume, is he? An outfit? Oh, you're delving into a whole backstory there, Holly. Like, do we ever see him? You actually see his face in the third, well, the sixth movie, Return of the Jedi. But he's you don't know that he's that he's a robot. Well, he's not a robot. That he's got like a robotic arm and a robotic leg and like half of his head is put back together because of what happened at the end of episode three. Oh, okay. I mean, there will be spoilers throughout, let's just say. So, you know, we don't need to worry about that, but yeah, I mean, he was, wouldn't he badly burned or something? Is that what happened to him? Pretty much. Yeah. He got his arm and his leg chopped off and then he got lava poured over him. It's got a sting. But he's he is actually Luke Skywalker's dad, is he? You've been doing your homework, haven't you, young lady? 
Don't expect this all the time. <laughs> find that out. The next one, Empire Strikes Back, is that? Right. Toward the end of Empire Strikes Back, you find out. So Princess Leia appears. Darth Vader's looking for some kind of plans or something. Yeah. The old busybody gold thing is telling R2-D2 off and they escape via a pod. I don't know why he just spends his time just sort of, you know, being nasty to him and not listening. Like, if you don't want to follow him, don't follow him. Well, it's his best friend. He's, he, he, know, he doesn't know any better. He's, he, he wants to sit there and whine and complain the whole time. He's like, well, I mean, I'd be lost without you, so I guess I might as well come. And he's lucky he did. Otherwise, mm. he'd probably be yeah. dead. And then we'd have a much more entertaining and probably a half hour shorter movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Leia gets captured and they realise that she's hidden the plans in the pod that they've escaped on. C3PO. Is it C3PO or CP3O? It's C3PO. I've written it right. C3PO and R2D2 land in the desert and go their separate ways. And you see what happens. He splits up from them and he gets kidnapped. There you go. <laughs> and yeah, he, as you said, he gets captured by some hooded things. They're the sand people, are they? Uh, no, they get captured by the Jawas. They're like scavengers, basically. They just go around the desert and find crap. Oh. They basically just sell trash back to the desert people. Yeah, it's all clear, isn't it? It's all clear when it's explained. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Skywalker appears. Immediately starts complaining. <laughs> very unlikable character isn't he i'd forgotten how unlikable this guy is he is, he just starts right off the bat with whining and it's like it's like come on man you're too old for this like, yeah <laughs> just you, you know the role by you know your role just just do it just go go get the bots and then go you know clean the toilets or whatever you're supposed to do today <laughs> so eventually i don't know there's some moment of i presume is it comedy i don't know where the other one blows up but eventually they both go with him and we see the hologram of Princess Leia appears out of R2-D2 and says, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. And Luke Skywalker fancies her, doesn't yeah. he? you know what comes up later on in the films, Holly? I don't, but I'd imagine they have some sort of romantic... It's more shocking than that, Holly. Yeah, brother and sister relationship, yes. <laughs> oh... I don't know if, if he thought maybe they weren't going to make another movie, but then decided to to go in the storyline that they're actually brother and sister, but then put all the sexual tension in this in this one. It's like, what? You had to have had an idea which way you were going with this. Why would you even put this in here? <laughs> the three books were, were written, yeah? So, like, he must have known that they were going to become brother and sister. Even if only one film got made, you'd think he would have stayed away from it just in case. The others did. It's really weird. Yeah. So in the later films, they what happens? When do they find out their brother and sister? Too late? Like, do they, you know, does something happen? <laughs> no, 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 nothing happens. <laughs> it's not that bad, Holly. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Fine. 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 I think Disney would <laughs> be making a land. Yeah. <laughs> it's incest land at Disney World. This isn't Game of Thrones here. Come on. <laughs> Um, no, I don't know when they find out. Is it uh, the third film, Return of the Jedi, which is now the sixth film? That's when um, Luke kind of tells her. Uh, Luke finds out after, because he goes back to see Yoda after, um, I'm trying, I haven't seen uh, Empire in a long time. Um, he goes back to see Yoda after he finds out that Vader's his father, and I think I think that's when um, Yoda tells him. Yeah, Yoda and Obi-Wan show up, because Obi-Wan shows up as a ghost. That's embarrassing, isn't it? You fancied your sister all that time. Yeah. Uh, so, sorry, we're going off on a tangent, but does that mean Darth is her dad, or are they only stepbrother and sister? Oh no, they're twins. They're they're oh uh, they're they're born at the same time. At, oh, that's even worse. Twins. At the very end of uh, episode three, Natalie Portman has birthed the twins and then dies immediately. <laughs> oh, so Natalie Portman is their mom, right? From uh, I don't know if you remember. Do you guys never see either of you never seen the uh, the three prequels? I've seen the first. I saw Phantom Menace. I haven't seen any the of the Phantom rest. Menace. Yeah, so Natalie Portman ends up hooking up with little Anakin. Ah, okay, okay. You figured they'd have some kind of. I mean, they both are supposed to be force sensitive, so you figured they'd know. But you know, they got to wait for some little old lizard dude to tell yeah. them. Yeah, God. <laughs> That does happen, doesn't it, sometimes? You know where, like, siblings get mm -hmm. split up? 
there's like a feeling towards that person and it can be mistaken for maybe a sort of a romantic relationship it is quite common rife is it i'll take your word for it i don't know (laughs) (laughs) seems seems not a lot weirdo (laughs) anyway back to the film so he tells his auntie and uncle about uh, this hologram thing and they say that obi-wan died at the same time as luke's father this made me think, though, this scene actually here, and I don't know, he might be, he might not. To me, though, this was the first time that I thought Luke Skywalker is a bit simple. <laughs> <laughs> the uncle says something, and firstly, he says, no, I don't know, I've never heard of that before, like sort of really dismisses mm-hmm. it. And then two minutes later, he's like, no, he died when your dad mm. died. When you've been like, well, hold on, like you thought you just told me a minute ago you didn't even know what this was about i also think it's kind of hard to believe that like it's is it that much of a stretch to believe that old ben kenobi is the same person as obi-wan kenobi (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) like come on man put two and two together (laughs) so r2d2 escapes after banging on about a mission so he's obviously been programmed or something's happened that he thinks he needs to go on a mission and they find him miles away. How did he get that far? I mean, literally, he was a long way, and he moves very slowly. <laughs> they are then attacked by sand people. Is that right? Are they the sand people? Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're the sand people. And R2 is beeping away whilst hiding in a cave. Another reason why I thought Luke was a bit simple when he said, Oh, the sand people are here, they can be really, you know, horrible or whatever. And then they literally jump yeah. up on him. Yeah. So that was another reason why I don't think he's, you know, particularly bright. And also that little trash canny thing. How did he get behind that rock? Yeah, that's exactly what I've written here. How did he get into it? He's not agile. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> it's ridiculous. In the in the prequels, he you, he uh, he has little like jets, and he can hover himself up on stuff. So maybe that's how they decided to explain it. Oh, okay. We just didn't. It just happened yeah. off camera. All of this acrobats that he was doing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Obi Wan appears and rescues them, and Luke calls him Ben at first, and he reveals that he was a Jedi Knight, the same as Luke's father, and gives him his dad's lightsaber. He says that Darth Vader betrayed his father and killed him and explains about Jedi's the Force and the Empire Alliance. Like little tweaks and stuff like that changed throughout the timeline. Oh, really? I guess you can say that because obviously his father is Darth Vader. So it's like, I guess that's how he he killed him because he became someone else. But it's like, no, he's still the same guy. (laughs) Oh, so he's talking uh, like metaphorically that he killed him. He killed the good side. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but he's like, yeah, but Darth Vader killed your father. It's like, no, he just, my father became Darth Vader. Yeah, they really didn't think this was going to get made into more than one film, did they, obviously? I mean, I agree with them. How this spawned nine other, I have no idea. (laughs) Money. (laughs) This movie cost like $11 to be made, and it made $35 million opening weekend. (laughs) Oh, so Darth Vader is Luke's dad. But everybody knows he's become Darth Vader. Well, at this point in 1977, nobody knew yet. Unless, I don't know anything about the books. I, that's the one venture I've never gone into. So if, when the books came out and what they say in them, I, I don't know. But I, we didn't find out as a, a movie viewing audience until 1980 that he was his father. Big shock, Holly. Big shock. Oh. Right. As of now, we're thinking for three years or whatever that Darth Vader did kill anakin skywalker yeah but he actually is anakin skywalker that's the twist right oh so the princess hologram appears again and says she's under attack and needs help vader strangles someone at a board meeting without touching them imagine that at a work meeting how handy that would be (laughs) we've all wished it Especially if no one knew you had that talent. Yeah, just just look at that one person that's really irritating in a meeting. I would have no co-workers left. <laughs> just, just you sitting there at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yep, good meeting, guys. Um, I'll get, take care of it all myself like I was before. <laughs> Luke decides to become a Jedi 
and rescue Leia with Obi. Well, not yet. What happens first is if they come across the Jawas, and then he goes home. He's like, "Oh crap! If they found out where the uh, who who found the the rope yeah. the, the droids, then." There's no way they don't know that where the droids went. So then he like gets on his little speeder and speeds back home. And then he finds his um, perfectly preserved skeleton, charred aunt and uncle right out front of the door. He didn't have to go in the house. He just, you know, he just pulled right up and he's like, oh, there they are. So I'm going to go back to my old friend. Yeah. And he didn't even seem that bothered, did he? He didn't. I don't even remember that bit. I must have dozed off. That's terrible. I have no recollection <laughs> of that part. And I've seen this film more than once. That was like in three, that was like a whole two minutes worth of movie too. Oh, so I you're... probably went to the yeah. toilet. I'm at that age, Will. I can't sit for a film all the way. Honestly, there could have been a good 25 minutes in. <laughs> so then they go to a dodgy part of town and Obi uses the force on the stormtroopers to get in. So he fools them. So, did, do you know which which version you two watched of this movie? In 2001, George Lucas decided to like revamp these three movies that he did because Phantom Menace had just come out and Attack of the Clones was getting ready to come out. So he went in and like digitally edited these movies and like there's so much more town and it just it looks so bad. There's like these these big animals that are just clearly fake like running like doing like getting on their hind legs and stuff in the yes. middle of the streets i saw that okay oh i don't think i saw that so i must have seen the original one of the things on it fell off didn't it but it just right, i was right. like what is this it looked really bad yeah because yeah. up to this point in the movie from from the very beginning to this point it had all been still like the original film so everything that you saw the droids and for the most part i'm sure that they did something to mess with it but everything was practical like they built all those little robots and you know it was actually little people in robes and stuff running around or children i'm not really sure which but yeah from this point on it just gets with the cgi gets out of control like job of the hut looks like literally a slug yes <laughs> yeah, I, so I just one. wanted to if you guys noticed that because i wasn't sure which version you watched because i only have the 2001 version oh okay yeah i must have watched the original because i didn't notice anything out the ordinary but i did i I do remember when i saw phantom menace and i only saw it because i was working at a cinema at the time and we had a staff showing it was so big and i thought oh you know i might as well go along and uh the cgi in that i thought was pretty ropey i thought it was worse than the originals when you consider how much money was thrown at it yeah, I mean, I was so when the, when Phantom Menace came out, I was twelve, so I was like amazed, you know. <laughs> All right, no need to rub it in that I was at work. Well, we get we get the message. You're younger than me. We understand. I'm just saying, I was easily I was easily pleased. Okay. At that age. <laughs> Leave it, yeah. So we then see Han Solo. To be fair to Harrison Ford, he gets to be Han Solo and Indiana Jones. Could there be two cooler roles that he gets to play? And also. I have to say, actually, for me, when we see him, I feel like the film actually starts to begin. He was the best character by a country mile, I would say. I completely agree. Yeah. It got mildly interesting when he turned up. <laughs> yeah. But the rest of it before it was, you know, it just felt like it was filling. Mm. He made this film. I agree. Will, you a Han Solo fan? Um, He's okay. Oh. <laughs> I've always been an Obi-Wan fan, but like I said, I, I I was, you know, at that age when those prequels came out, so while most of the world hates them, I I always loved them and then Ewan McGregor mm. played Obi-Wan Kenobi in those films, so like that's I've I've seen those films more than I've seen these just because of the age I am. I have to let the listeners know that I wasn't born in 1977, okay? I I was around when the I think Return of the Jedi was the big one. I I had all the little um figures for it. My dog eight obi-wan kenobi that's all i remember oh no head so i've carried i I still carried on playing with him with no head (laughs) headless kenobi so yeah we see han solo he's the pilot of the millennium falcon uh which i think is the what you get in at the ride just as a point i think that's the ship you're supposed to be sitting in while you go around on the ride that makes sense his approach to take them, no questions asked. He's offered seventeen grand, which is seven over what he asked for. It's a bad negotiator. Who Obi Wan's a bad negotiator? Very much. He's a he's basically a monk. Material things mean nothing to him. <laughs> Probably like this guy will be dead before we get there anyway, so I don't have to pay him anything. <laughs> now here's my question number two. 
Chewbacca. What what's he then, and what's he about? Chewbacca. He's a so he's a basically Bigfoot. He's just a sidekick at this point. Why? Why we, though? Why? Why? Why have we got humans? And I, I presume they're humans. Is Luke's a human? Uh, Han Solo's humans. Are they humans? Necessarily human because there's no like Earth. They're. I mean, they're obviously humanoid and they look human, but. What species they're supposed to be? I'm I'm not 100 percent sure. I guess we could go with human. Okay, but they're different species to Chewbacca. Where the hell did he come from? There's a whole planet of Wookies, um, and you see them in. Oh, he's a Wookie. He's a Wookie. Yeah, you see them in episode okay. two. I think is when you first see the planet of them, oh. and then episode one with all the um, political stuff. There's like in the Senate hearing, and there's all those different species of stuff that you're supposed to recognize from the first couple movies. From the from episode four, five, and six, you see them all around. That's when you see like the the ET species is like in the in the Senate arena, and, and little oh, really? little stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, a lot of these ones that are like one offs at this point, because this is the first movie that was made, they definitely develop on their stories a little bit better throughout the, the franchise. So he's just some geezer from another planet. Well, he's not even a geezer, is he? What is he? An animal? Is he a pet? A bear? No, uh, he's not a pet. He's it's just he's just his own species. And he's uh okay. he's got you know they have their own language and he can he can obviously fly so he's definitely not a pet. He can fly. Yeah, he can fly. No, he means he can fly the spaceship, Holly. <laughs> Sorry, he hasn't got wings. All <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, you kind of you get a lot of um a lot of actually Chewbacca's backstory from that solo movie that came out last year, which I don't know if it's on Netflix over there, but it's on Netflix here. Which we definitely will never be checking out. No. It's okay. it's okay. It's got Paul Bettany in it. I like him. I can't think of one person that it would star that would make me watch it. Even <laughs> if it was a family member, I think I would moan. <laughs> we then cut to uh, Princess Leia, who is resisting the mind probe. Cut back to Han Solo, who's confronting Jabba the Hutt, and says he will pay him once the mission is complete. So he owes him some money, right? Right. Yeah, he uh, Solo does a lot of smuggling work for him and yeah. probably loses more stuff than he actually steals. So somehow he owes, he owes Jabba money. I don't know. I, I got to admit, mm-hmm. I didn't read the subtitles this past time when it was playing. Okay. When I watched it earlier today, so I can't remember exactly what they were talking about. So I only caught Harrison Ford's half of the conversation. Cool. <laughs> Sorry. That's fine. So they escape the stormtroopers who realize who they are. We then see uh, Leia gets threatened by an old bloke invader that they will destroy her home planet and she tells them whatever they want to know. I don't know what they want to know. They were trying to find out where the rebel base was. Well, they, they blow it up anyway, right? right? They just oh, double cross. Which, but it was right for them to do that because she did lie to them. She did lie to them, but still they blew up an entire planet. I don't know if I'd ever say that was right. <laughs> mm. Yeah, well, yeah. Fair play, innit? Fair play. <laughs> yeah, she lied. So Obi goes funny and feels distress in the force. He he can hear millions of screams. Han Solo thinks the force is nonsense. I mean, I'm with him at this point. And Darth realizes they're returning plans to Leia. Is that right? Sorry, I've watched this so long ago, I don't actually know what I've written. What happens is um, they come out of hyperspace right where Alderaan's supposed to be, but obviously it's been blown up, so they're not there, but the Death Star is still there. So when they get in like range, there's a, like a fighter pilot like skims over the top of them, or um, one of those TIE fighters skims over them, so they go to start chasing the TIE fighter to blow it up so that they can't like report where the ship was, where the Millennium Falcon is. And then they're like, well, where did it come from? Because it's a small range vehicle and all this stuff. So they realize that it's going to a moon, which is when you get your famous that's no moon quote. Right, yeah. And then once they get close enough to it, it starts tractor beaming them in. And that's when Darth and and Obi-Wan sense each other's presence. Ah, gotcha. Okay. They then hide in the Millennium Falcon and dress up as stormtroopers. Yep. R2-D2 works out where they need to shut down the system to get out. Uh, no, actually, I don't, he doesn't do that. Scrap that. Obi Wan Kenobi's basically like, "Don't worry, I'll get the I'll get the system off," and he just like wanders off in this spaceship that he's never been in to go shut the system off. <laughs> and so R two and C three PO are going to like the tower to try to figure out where Princess Leia is because they know that Princess Leia is the person on that hologram. 
So they're going to go find out where she's at, and they're going to use Chewbacca as like a decoy, as a prisoner to, to escort to the prisoner chambers. But they use that, and that's how they get to Princess Leia to, to save her. Blimey, thank God you're here, Will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I completely got the wrong end of the stick. Well, you saw the old version too, so maybe that maybe they changed something. <laughs> no, I'm just stupid. And normally Holly doesn't question anything that I say. So probably all the plots are wrong. I just, I just go, yeah. <laughs> it's never been pointed out before that actually my plot summaries are never accurate. <laughs> I did have to ask Carla about five times, like, can we just confirm what what am I watching? Yeah, because I said the first one, but then the first one, as we know, is no longer the first one. It's now the fourth one. And oh. And now technically, with the other two in the between, it's now the sixth one. <laughs> oh. If, if you go in, if you Gosh. go in the timeline. I, I had asked Carla a couple of times, too, because I just wanted to make sure. I was like, okay, we're definitely watching A New Hope from 1977, right? <laughs> yeah, just so we're all on the same page and we're not all talking about different films. That's ten <laughs> movies. <laughs> Um, have we got to the bit where Luke and Han Solo go out with Chewie to find her and they get in a, a whole kerfuffle where they're like in a compactor bin? Yeah, that's the bit we were just said about. Oh, okay. We've done that. <laughs> and then he comes out and he's like, they've handcuffed him or something and then he pretends to escape and then everyone's yeah. like, oh no. Okay, so they escape. Have we got to the part where they escape in the Millennium Falcon? No, we, they still got the whole battle. No, because oh. they haven't captured her. I've written here, after the after the compactor, I've written Chaos Ensues, because that's the bit I thought I'd lost it at. And I hadn't. I'd lost it before then. I didn't even know. And a little bit during. There was a lot of chaos ensuing in this part of the movie. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. But the most most important thing is is when they when they finally... So they, they, they go down the... the the trash chute, which I don't know how you're supposed to get trashed down a, a graded thing anyway, but I mean, maybe it's some kind of prisoner torture where they just have the stench of the trash compactor going into the prison cells. Cause like there's, there's no way you're throwing trash down that thing. <laughs> um, at least not the trash that they hadn't, they had in the thing, but anyway, they're in there and the trash is, you know, compacting. And by this time there's already 27 more movies. So we know that they made it out. But at the, at the time <laughs> the trash is coming in and it's coming in and they're trying to get a hold of uh, uh, C-3PO and that little spark plug that they're carrying around and they're calling it a uh, comm system. So obviously at the very last second, when the trash is at the exact width of how wide the door is for them to escape, that's when the trash <laughs> compactor stops. So I've written here after that more stuff including Darth and Obi having a lightsaber fight. Now, we haven't got to that bit yet, have we? That's exactly right after the trash compactor thing is right at the lightsaber yeah. fight. So we're we're back on schedule. We're back <laughs> on schedule now. We know what we're doing. Okay. Obi sees Luke and he sacrifices himself, doesn't he? He lets himself be killed by the lightsaber. Right. Because he says, if you strike me down, Darth, I'll become more powerful than, than you've ever imagined or something like that. We see him again, though, do we? Because he like he appears in as a ghost. Well, he appears as a ghost in the next one at the end, and then he appears as the ghost in, at the very end of Return of the Jedi. Okay. But he, you hear him talking to Luke at the begin. At like, actually, I think you hear him talking to him all throughout Empire too, giving him advice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Quite a chatty ghost, then. He is. <laughs> so the rest escape in the Millennium Falcon. But not before another long battle scene. This goes on, doesn't it? I think this is the bit where I wrote, I've lost the plot. This was the one where they're escaping and they pretty much get into, like, there's like three or four TIE fighters that are chasing them and they shoot them down. I mean, it, I guess you're right. It is pretty long. It's about 15 minutes or so. That, I call that long. <laughs> I think that's that's long. When, when I've already sat through this amount, yeah, that's long. I can't long. believe, I, I was looking at it today. I was like, I cannot believe this movie's two hours. I feel like this stuff happens so quickly. But um, then when you're watching it, and you're like, wow, this is really kind of dragging. <laughs> it felt like it felt like the two hours. Yeah. Yeah. So they fight off the TIE fighters, and they're like, Princess Leia's like, oh, that shouldn't have been so easy. And she's like, when you know, Han's all, what are you talking about? We're just that good. And she's like, no way. And then it cuts to Darth Vader and, and General Tarkin, and they're like, are you sure this, this tracking device will work? And he's like, yes, it will. I'm sure of it. And that's when they follow that's when they follow him to the base. Okay. Yeah. But at first, Han Solo refuses to join in. And then, and then he does join in and help, doesn't he? Right. So we get to the base, and then 
when they're at the base, they're they're in like a little meeting. They're talking about the plans that they got. The, the whole thing from the beginning with the plans, like her putting those plans into C three um, R two D two. They finally got it back to the rebel base. They're looking at the plans for the Death Star, and they find this little tiny two meter size hole that you can shoot a blaster into to blow the whole thing up. And then they're forming a team of pilots and stuff so they can go attack the Death Star, which they were pretty sure that was coming to them, I guess, because considering or either that or they just got lucky and it showed up. I can't really remember. So like, okay, well, cool. We can just go and do this now. So they they get like six X-Wings and like three of the other ships, and then they go and start attacking the Death Star. But before all that, Han Solo, like, you know, Luke's like, hey, you know, we could really use your help. And he's like, I'm just here for the money. And then he bolts. Yeah, I I remember that. And then Mm -hmm. they get all of them shot down except for Luke. And then Han comes. Well, there's a couple more left. And then Han comes and saves the day. That's because he's the coolest character. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He comes in with his his little walkie-talkie on the side of his head, screaming, yippee-ki-yay, all that good stuff. (laughs) So it ends with some ceremony where Luke and Han Solo are awarded medals by Princess Leia. And that's Star Wars, A New Hope. Harrison, or Hans, or whatever his name is, he he seemed to like Princess Leia as well. Well, I think in the movie, he was just kind of like shining Luke on a little bit because he, he could tell that Luke liked her. But then, obviously, I guess they realized where they were going to take the direction of it, and they switched the love interest roles between those two. Oh. Yeah, they realized that brother and sister was wrong after all. <laughs> Harrison Ford's a little bit better looking than... Well, Mark Hamill anyway, so it's kind of the obvious mm. choice. <laughs> but wasn't there the famous line where uh, later on she says to Han Solo, I love you, and he says, I know. Yeah, that's in that's in the beginning of uh, the next movie. Oh. So there's some stuff that goes on in between this movie and then Empire Strikes Back that we're not really 100% privy to because they've obviously had time to build more of a relationship than what we've seen because we've seen their entire, you know, them knowing each other on screen at this point. And they're on a whole different planet. They're on like, like I don't know if you remember, but that that one opens up on the snow planet and stuff. No, but yeah, yeah, they're <laughs> they're like underneath the, the the caves and stuff, trying to escape. And that's when the whole that whole scene you're talking about comes up. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. You haven't got a clue, have you? Carla? No, I haven't. It's okay. I'm so lost. <laughs> and, I mean, I can't even you know pretend I know because this is the only Star Wars movie I've ever watched today. First time ever. You've got to be the only person in the world that hasn't seen at least one Star Wars movie at your age as well. Do you know what? You know, I'm 30 now. I've watched Mm. one. I have to say, I I wasn't missing out on anything. You know, I I could have lived my life without seeing any, and I think I'd have been all right. (laughs) You know what? I know you probably won't watch it, but Rogue One is actually a really good, like, solid standalone movie. It just happens to be a Star Wars movie. If I ever am sort of stuck on a plane or something, (laughs) you know, there's one film to watch and that is it, I'll give it a go. Until then, (laughs) probably not. There's only one film available. Sorry, guys. (laughs) British Airways announced we could only get Rogue One. It's the only thing you could possibly watch. I'll be livid if I'm on my way to Texas next month and that happens. Imagine if that did happen. I would love that. You're like, oh my God, you will not believe this. It was a technical fault and I only had Rogue One. Yeah, and I had to watch it a couple of times because I had nothing else to do. So I think, and again, I'm not, a, obviously I'm not a Star Wars expert, you can tell, I'm not even trying to be, but I believe that the, the one that everyone says is the best one is Empire Strikes Back. Is that the consensus, pretty much? <laughs> that is the consensus, and I would probably have to agree. It's uh, it's it's yep. definitely really solid. It, it, it pulls more of the story that we learned in this one together, believe it or not. I'm not a Star Wars expert either, by far. Well, compared to us, we <laughs> I, uh, we did a we did a Rogue One episode on our show um, back of like maybe episode nine or so, like the first couple episodes that we did, and I got more corrections on that episode than I've ever. Well, that's not true. I get corrected a lot, but uh, <laughs> there was a lot of things that we got way wrong. And I'm like, okay, I'm just a Star Wars fan. I'm not a Star Wars expert. Well, yeah, that's why that's why we didn't we stayed away from this because the the ones that and I Holly never sees any feedback we get unless it's good. She's yeah. sheltered. Yeah, Carla shouts me. I won't let her see anything. But uh, we did get quite a lot of people correcting us over Alien. We got in a lot of trouble for because we were mocking it a little bit, apparently. And I quite liked Alien. I thought I was quite nice about it. 
and jaws we get picked up a lot on as well that we made a lot of errors in so for this episode we had to get someone else in because it just would have been horrendous i sound confident but i might not be as confident as i sound (laughs) (laughs) we trust you so that leads nicely actually into your podcast which is fantastic it's such a great concept for a podcast that i don't know why more people haven't done it do you want to tell the listeners sure it's a hey down in front podcast and it's a uh it's a movie commentary podcast so basically myself three of my friends one of which happens to be my brother sit down every week and we watch a movie and we make fun of it the entire time like the movie or hate the movie we, we make fun of it usually uh next week is our 100th episode and we did terminator 2 oh wow well i'm gonna give that one a listen then because i'm sure it'd be very similar to our analysis of it which was very professional yeah but i mean it's such a great idea because you you could literally just sit down and watch the film with you couldn't you right we do us we do we do sync it up so that if anybody does want to watch it along there's a you know there's a couple beeps for the uh episode starts and beforehand we kind of talk and just chat about some of the stuff we've watched throughout the week because like i said we we meet every week so we just kind of like hey you watch anything worth noteworthy to talk about real quick and then we do that and then we get into the movie so the only thing that sucks about it is our episodes are a little lengthy because um, we watched the full movie. Yeah, I mean, when you did Independence Day, I mean, it was, you know, oh, that, that's a long commitment of a film. Yeah, and that's one. That's what happens sometimes we get into it and it's like, oh my God, I did not realize this movie was two and a half hours long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we talked for a half hour before this. What, what are we thinking? And the problem with that might be that you can't really edit because you're having to keep it in sync with the film. So you can't really cut bits out. No one will hear what you've heard today, Will. Everyone will hear like a fairly seamless conversation with all the ums and all this taken out. And you can't do that. So I think that's incredible. I chop up a little bit of like the talking beforehand. But even then, I've gotten after two years, I've gotten a little bit lazy. I don't even really do that unless somebody says something really inappropriate. Our episode is completely from the time that the movie starts until the very end is completely unedited. Which is amazing because I I do two podcasts and I just can't imagine the dog's dinner if I actually just <laughs> presented them as they were. Well, sometimes you just got to put yourself out there and let it go. <laughs> no, we're not that good. With, we're really not, as you've learned today. So this is where we normally go for shout outs. I'll be honest, I thought we'd be inundated. So I didn't bother to ask for any shout outs. Sorry, guys. I know everyone's got a lot to say, but I think we can take it as read. Everyone other than me and Holly love Star Wars. Uh, not even anymore, actually. I, I'm, I am a Star Wars fan, but the last that last movie really took the wind out of my sails. Like, I really don't get excited about Star Wars oh. stuff anymore. Okay, so spoiler for anyone that hasn't seen the last one. I read that Luke turns bad in the last one. Is that right? That he turns to the dark side? Oh, no. He dies. <laughs> Luke dies. I know Han Solo dies. Luke dies? Oh, uh, Han Solo died in the one from 2014, yeah. I'm a bit behind on my nose. You're like me, Carla. Like, oh, did you know that his dad was Darth Vader? It's like, yes, we know that. <laughs> 1980, Holly. <laughs> I thought that Luke went bad, but he didn't go bad, he just died. He went bad as in the way that the movie was bad, yes. <laughs> but he didn't go bad, he died a good guy. He died a good guy. Oh, and now, of course, poor Carrie Fisher. She's not in any of them anymore. How did they explain her? Or have they not explained it? Have they managed to cut her into it still? They didn't. Yeah, she was in the whole movie, and she's apparently supposed to be in the next one too. So I guess it, I, I don't I don't know what they're doing. I mean, she must have shot a lot of unused footage. They had the perfect outing for that character. Yeah. And they didn't use it. They, they brought her back in in the most horrible way imaginable. Oh, but. really? I don't want to be because like there's a lot of bashing of this movie and stuff. And, you know, I like making fun of movies as much as the next person. But the negativity and just the way people act towards that movie, it's kind of uncalled for. Like they're saying horrible things to the actual actors and actresses of the movie. And it's just like it's just bad. The Star Wars fandom is just like a toxic wasteland right now. Oh, really? Yeah. You guys are better off not doing asking for shout outs because people don't have nice things to say about Star Wars right now. And if they do have nice things, then it's like trashing the other thing. It's just, like I said, this is really toxic right now. Oh, well, good job. We stayed away from all that then. Yeah. And like you said, you would have been overwhelmed with, um, you know, just dumb stuff. (laughs) Yeah. I do read a couple of comments when people post other stuff about Star Wars, not necessarily from our account. And I don't, people reply with such complex answers that I don't understand what they're saying. So I just thought, 
Just leave it. Don't bother. Yeah. So whereabouts on social media can people find you, Will? They can find our Instagram at HeyDownInFront underscore podcast. And on Twitter, we're at HDIF underscore podcast. And then obviously... Our show is available on all the the usual podcatchers, iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, everywhere that I think you can find a podcast, it's on there. Yeah, and definitely check it out because, like you said, there's 100 episodes now. So, I mean, that's crazy. We're nowhere near that. Um, I feel like we've done quite a lot. Yeah, we've done a lot. (laughs) I'm doing that 100 times. And you also do a T-shirt club for your listeners. We do have T-shirts available. They're just movie-themed T-shirts. They're not, like, actually anything to do with our podcast except for the fact that it's you know it's an etsy page for that says hey down in front podcast but they're movie themed t-shirts specifically none of them say hey down in front on it or anything like that my co-host blaze does all the designing and and runs the etsy shop so yeah if anybody's interested in t-shirts there's a there's there's some pretty pretty decent we actually got one pulled off recently for copyright infringement oh wow that proves how good it was (laughs) yeah yeah it's annoying but that's the ultimate compliment yeah kind of yeah they're on there if you go to etsy and type in hey down in front all in one word yeah they're very very cool go and check those out and as for us you can find us on twitter at theme park films on instagram at theme park films podcast or you can email us themeparkfilms at hotmail.com and we are also the proud creators of brit pod scene which is a collective of british podcasts if you go to www.britpodscene.com all the shows we endorse are listed there. And I will just say that because this may attract new listeners and also lose them again fairly quickly, but before they go, I'd just like to point out that I do host another podcast called Number One Rerun with another middle-class friend because I always like to have friends that I can call upon if I need to borrow some money. Um, no, my, my other friend, uh, Zoe, and it is a retro podcast where basically we go back to any date within the last 40 or now 41 years and whatever date is sent in to us by the listeners, we will talk about whatever was happening in pop culture that day. So if you check out number one rerun on any podcast player or Spotify, you can hear that too. So thank you so much for coming on, Will. It's been an absolute pleasure. We've wanted to have you on the show for ages because you do a wonderful job of being our trailer guy. We wanted an American to do our trailers and you do it spot on. So thank you. Thank you. I'm sure that most of the clicks we get are due to that. (laughs) And then they click and and they're like, oh, no, this isn't what we thought and just click (laughs) off immediately. But hey, a download downloads, guys. Once you start... That's it. It still counts. So thank you very, very much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Thanks for asking me. I've been, I I, I honestly listen to your show every time an episode comes on since like the Con Air episode is when I think we, I first like found your guys' show. And uh, so, yeah, I was was really excited. Even my wife was excited because she likes your guys' show too. She's like, oh, that's going to be awesome. Oh, that's great. Thank you very, very much. Yeah, Con Air was was an early doors one. So uh, that's very flattering. Holly, have you got anything you would like to add? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Sound tired. Sound like you need a nap. <laughs> exhausted you, hasn't it? Okay, so thank you very, very much for listening, and we will see you in the next one. Bye. Theme Park Films podcast is part of Brit Pod Scene, a network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritPodScene.com or follow BritPodScene on Twitter to find out more. Oh.